Well, it's Thursday night, and that means it's time for some must-see live streaming. And I'm going to share a band with you from southwestern Virginia. They are known as a vessel of honor. Not only is their music that you're going to hear challenge and nourish your spirit, but it is going to literally melt your face off. We have a vessel of honor with us in the house tonight. They are all crammed into that little area there, but looking good. Welcome to the live stream. Thank you. Thank What's you. up? It's good to be here. Hey, so excited to have you. So before we jump into your music and find out more about this project, a vessel of honor, can each of you introduce yourselves and tell us what it is that you do as a member of the band? Go for it. I'm Corbin. I play drums for the band. I'm Thad Christian. I am uh, lead vocals and backup guitar. I am uh, Matthew Eanes. Uh, I play lead guitar and I do uh, backing clean vocals and screaming vocals mains. I'm Ian Bishop and um, I play bass. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Awesome. The bass player. I'm going to start with the young guy who's the newest guy. You know, most kids, when they want to join a rock band, they run away from their parents and hide from their parents. But we've got Corbin over here who just joined as a drummer. What's it like playing? Your dad is is, Ma is Matthew. Uh, what's it like playing in your dad's band? Uh, it's pretty cool. <laughs> as far as drums go. Oh, as far as drum go, drums go. As far go. as drums go. I just said drums. <laughs> oh, okay. Matt, what's it like having your son play with you? Um, it's the best feeling in the world. It's like my best friend. Uh, I, I didn't show him nothing. He just kind of came out the womb that way. <laughs> yeah. So it's very, it makes me proud, but, uh, two years I, I, old, right? yeah, uh, he's 11. His birthday was yesterday. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. He started playing at two years old. So really, was it, was it at two Corbin when you started playing drums? Yes, sir. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And belated happy birthday. Uh, I'm a March birthday as well mine was on march 1st so All fun right, hanging wow. out with it yeah we got we got a lot of march babies in the house and hey i want to welcome everybody that's joining us we have a vessel of honor on with us this evening and they are from southwest virginia and their their music is just absolutely phenomenal we're talking to corbin who's the newest member of the band and also the youngest member of the band thad i want to ask you this question i saw this in your epk epk and in the bio, that this project came about as a result of a need that you saw for some believers. What was that need that you saw for believers, and how does your band fill that need? Well, definitely, um, you know, there, there's a lot of bands that really are, are 
represent Christ, right? And there's a lot of good heavy metal music out there. And there's even so few people that kind of blur the difference, maybe lean more secularly or lean more towards Christian values. And um, But there's very few people that um, when they start putting things together, they do so intentionally as ministry um, to both believers and non-believers. Um, Christian music, uh, in my in my experience and, and what was kind of given to me growing up in church, um, tends to shy away from some of the harder topics, um, you know, talks about depression or addiction or uh, how do we handle everyday stresses? Um, how do we handle um, debt? How do we handle living in the world that we live in and still keeping our heads on straight? And um, the uh, the need for me for believers um, that I saw was a, a band that lent leaned towards the heavier side of things, right? You, you, uh, something that would fit the heavy metal bill, but talked about real things. Um, so believers, uh, you know, we need to be fed too. It's not just, uh, it, it's not always going to be um, everything is so great and everything's uh, happy worship music, you know? Um, and we, we need that, we need that gap to be filled for us too in, into something that's both entertaining, um, but also deals with some of those heavier hitting topics. You just blew my bubble tonight. It's not going to be all rainbows, unicorns, and roses is what you're telling me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I'm just going to go and uh, sit in the corner and cry right now that it's not <laughs> that way. Yeah, that's one of the things that I really like about the metal genre is it addresses what's real. Um, you know, I, I was in and out of heavy metal as a kid. I, I liked it. it. You know, it was something that I enjoyed. Uh, but for a long time, I listened to pop music, and that really stopped after I had had a brain tumor removed and had to face death myself. Wow. And th there's some good pop that I like, uh, some good Christian pop that I like, and some other pop as well. But I was like, I just can't deal with this anymore. It's just, it's just not real. It just seemed fake mm -hmm. to me. And when I hear metal, when I hear harder music it's a great backdrop for the harder topics that we need to address and unfortunately a lot of the church that as you said they're not addressing those topics and right. it's a great place it's a great place to address those topics i'm very fascinated by your name a vessel of honor what does that represent or what does it symbolize well um you know you hit the the nail on the head with our verse that you shared at the very beginning um second timothy um 221. Um, but you have to, uh, I, I love the, the fact that it starts with therefore, because if you're a Christian, you have to look before the therefore to see what the therefore is there for, right? Um, and it gets you reading your scripture. Um, and if, if you're not, uh, if you're not into scripture, you're like, therefore, you're like, okay, I get it. That's cool. Um, but if you're into scripture, it's going to ask you to dive deeper. And um, this particular um, topic uh, in scripture is where uh, we're being called to look at the vessels in our house. You know, we have some vessels that are made of gold. We have some vessels that are made of clay and um, the vessels of gold. Uh, they're often set aside for special purposes, right? We stick them up on a shelf. We say, hey, that's awesome. Um, and that's really good. But um, we don't use them every day. And uh, the the next verse talks about when we clean those vessels, um, we can clean those earthen vessels and they'll be suited for every purpose. Um, and therefore, um, we uh, we set these aside and they are uh, set aside as vessels of honor. Um, and the idea is that daily we have to live our faith. Um, we have to cleanse ourselves on a regular basis. Uh, we have to fight those struggles. We have to fight those battles. And uh, when we do that, we also have to have to live out our faith. 
Uh, we can't just stick it on a shelf and take it down on Sundays and brush the dust, dust off. Um, it's something that's meant to be used as everyday wear. And because we do that every day, those vessels that some people think may be dirty, you know, if you use your faith every day, it's going to get dirty. If, if I have to apologize for everything I do at work, or if I have to, um, you know, live my faith as I'm called to at work or in my home in some cases, um, then those things are going to get dirty. My faith is going to get all jumbled up. Well, the idea is that it's those things that we use every day that actually hold that special place. And, and those are set aside as a vessel of honor. And that's where the, the name a vessel of honor came from. Yeah, no one likes a dirty soul. No uh, one likes a dirty soul. No one likes no. a dirty right. No one likes no. a dirty <laughs> uh, My bad. <laughs> that was worth its weight in the live stream and podcast right there, folks. I mean, you just got your, your money's worth out of that. And that's what I love about doing this. And one of the things that I found is that a lot of the musicians that we talk to have such profound insight into scripture. And it just blows my mind because... You know, I hear them and we deal with it over here. It's like, oh, you guys are playing hard and heavy music. That's not of God. You know, you're this, you're this, you're this. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you know, you hear something like that. And that is so profound. And again, that is not what is being spoken in most churches across America today. Right. Things like that. And I just want to give a shout out to Stephen Jones, who's watching. He's watching on YouTube and his birthday is on March 6th. So we really do oh, have a lot up? of March people. <laughs> yeah. My daughter's uh, my daughter's birthday is Saturday, March twelfth. So awesome! Yeah, yeah we got a lot of March birthdays hanging out. Happy my birthday to you! Do. Yes. March. <laughs> and his, uh, Matt's anniversary is in March too. Congratulations, Matt! Yeah. What what day is your anniversary? March twenty fifth. Yeah, March twenty. And how many years? I'm It'll be 13 years this yeah. year. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's way too fast we've gone through. <laughs> yeah, and way too many. Yeah, thanks, Corbin. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, March is an interesting month. Uh, when you look at scripture uh, and you do a study of way things that were done, a lot of things yeah. happened in yeah. March, the Passover, and that was the Passover. time that yeah. Joshua yeah. and Israel crossed, yeah, crossed over the uh, Jordan River as well. So. Mm -hmm. A very, very important month. And you take a look at world events. I don't want to freak people out too much here, but I just want to say this real quick. We're taking a look at what's going on in the Ukraine right now with everything just kind of getting more more fired up. Well, if you look at history, uh, recent history, it was March 20th, 2003, that the U.S. invaded Iraq. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then it was March 19th, 2020, when COVID shut down the U.S. and pretty much yep. the world. So March is a very interesting much month. Hold on and and buckle up, people. It's about to get wild out there. But that's why we're talking about scripture, <laughs> and that's why we're talking about good music. What would you say is the mission of a vessel of honor? What is your purpose? Well, definitely uh, reaching both the churched and unchurched. That's uh, critical to our mission. You know, um, we hope that believers will find something that they identify within our music and um, they will they will be reached and they will be fed um, and they will be lifted up. Maybe they're going through a hard time um, or maybe everything's good and they need help understanding maybe the mindset of others. Um, and those are those are great things. But um, more than that, just unbelievers, um, you know, we get to play in a lot of places that uh, Christ is not professed very often. We kind of like um, it that way. Yeah, and we prefer that. Um, and that's, that's something we have to weigh, you know, with Corbin being so young, some of the venues that we play in, um, he's not even able to 
to go in unless he's playing the show and then he has to leave right after um, or and we have to watch what he's exposed to, obviously. But um, obviously it gives him a good knowledge of yep. what to look out for and what not to do. Either. Yeah. That's right. Um, yeah. But also, you know, reaching unbelievers, um, you know, apologetics is very strong um, in in our ministry. And um, when you look at uh, the way we reach out to others and the people that we reach out to, um, they are people that they may have been hurt by church in the past, or they may have very negative views of Christianity because of the way they look, the way they dress, um, or something that their belief has been um, along the way. That's better. So uh, we work to mend those fences and to make new bridges uh, with unbelievers, but also to uh, bring believers back into the fold, uh, people that may be left out, people that may be ostracized because they listen to metal and go to metal shows. Um, you know, it's amazing the times we get to to meet believers that are like, yeah, I'm a believer too. That's awesome. I wish our, I wish we had a church that did this, you know, yeah. um, and, and getting to connect with some of those people. Um, that's definitely, so that those, those three bullet points hit our mission. Um, you know, reaching, reaching believers, uh, reaching unbelievers, and then bringing believers back into the fold. Mm. I, I would also have to add to that learning more ourselves as, as we go yep. along. Yeah. 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 That, that's a huge mission that you guys have got. I mean, that's, that's a heavy, you know, we're talking about heavy metal. We're talking about hard rock. We're talking about heavy theology, heavy the, um, apologetics. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a heavy mission. And I think that God really moves upon musicians that are more on the, on the bend uh, or lean towards the metal because they have a, a passion that a lot of other people don't have. And I think that's why the devil has taken uh, such a great interest in, or one of the reasons why he's taken such a great interest <laughs> yeah. in the music and stole it, really. That's I mean, right. That's it, right. It belongs to God. It's his. And I really appreciate what you're doing. And I want to circle back for just a second um, for Matt and Corbin. I just want to say to you, it's just very encouraging to see two generations running and working together especially a father and a son. And we're living in a time where God is turning the heart of the father towards the son and the heart of the son towards the father. And that's just really a beautiful picture of what God's wanting to do right now. And it just really encourages me to see that, to see two generations working together. And that's where God wants us to be. He wants us to get out of this mode of, oh yeah, well, you know, I'm the older generation. I know more. Just sit back and and watch what I do. And the younger generation is like, no, you're doing it all wrong. But when you get the two working together in unity, there's something beautiful there. And I really believe that God's going to bless you guys for that. Not just your heart and scripture, but the way that this is all unfolding. And I just have to share something really quick. Most all of the metal bands, Christian metal bands that I have interviewed over the past four years have been a family. Either son, husband, wife. I mean, you just cannot get away from it. And it's just so beautiful to see that, how God is, how God honors that through ministry. I'd like to talk about your illustration that you use. And I I absolutely love this. I'm going to put it up on the screen so that our viewers can see it. And I'll describe it for our listeners on the replay. We've got a a vessel, a ship on a wild ocean Uh, beneath. Yeah, we got the. I I love that. Yeah. We got the sea monster under there. Oh, um, Charybdis. No, no, no pun intended, but I would imagine that there's a deep. <laughs> yeah, pun was, pun was intended. Deep, deep message behind that. What is the what is the message behind the illustration? Um, well, it means a lot to a lot of 
a lot of different folks uh, within the group. Um, you know, if, if you look at a lot of the imagery we use, we use a lot of nautical themes. We use a lot of uh, a lot of uh, octopuses or sea monsters or Krakens. Krakens. Uh, and uh, we have a lot of we have yeah, a lot yeah. of that theme that runs through our music as well, um, nautically inspired stuff. And you know, Jesus called us to be fishers of men, right? The first people we went to are the fishermen, and. Um, <clears throat> So that's that's where a lot of that started. You know, when you think of the word vessel, you often don't think about um, unless you're a jars of clay fan, you don't think about an earthen vessel. Right. So uh, vessel uh, tends to lean towards that nautical theme. And uh, one of the things that's out there, um, you know, here be monsters at the edge of the map. Um, the edge of where things are uh, it used to be the saying that that's where monsters lied. And uh, that's you know, you don't know what's out there. And the idea. Um, you know, you can start with uncharted waters and the fear of what's out there. But uh, literally for for me, um, the monster symbolizes the things that would come after us, the things that will weigh us down. Um, and the vessel symbolizes us. You know, we're on storm tall sea. Um, and sometimes that monster is going to get the best of us and start to try to drag us down. Um, and sometimes we're going to ride right through the storm. Um, so if you listen to a lot of our songs, that's uh, that, that theme uh, flows through there, especially in this next album that we have releasing this fall. Oh, yeah. um, that theme goes all the way through that. And, um, you know, it, the, it, we deal with that directly um, in some songs it's as like well. like a giant story. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So you're going to move more towards the progressive side with it, with storytelling. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. ooh, progressive. I like that word. <laughs> yes. That's a very dream theater word. <laughs> <laughs> does the sea monster have a name like ed the head or the guy uh, from disturbed it's been called a lot of stuff um so uh the kraken uh but this particular sea monster um is mod modeled after charybdis um so if you're a fan of greek myths you can yeah. look that up um and you can check that out uh but the the general story is poseidon and uh you know cursed someone to always suck in water um and always be thirsty um so and i forget which sea it's on and which you know the bearing strait or something like that but there's a there's a constant whirlpool there's a constant maelstrom uh, that happens on that sea and legend goes that was where um someone was cursed by poseidon but the uh that that again is an allusion to the fact that uh, you know charybdis is is that monster right and uh if we don't follow god we will always be thirsty we will always be yeah. sucking in seawater and hoping for more. And uh, if we truly want water, right, the woman at the well, you come mm -hmm. come with me and you'll never be thirsty again. I'll give you living water. I want water. to get back to the progressive. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting on him to let me loose on some progressive yeah, ideas. Yeah. We'll get like, to that. Yeah. Slow down. Yeah. Slow down. <laughs> we're, not, we're not all at that, that skill yeah. level yet. You need to slow down. <laughs> Oh, no, he is. Yeah. 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 Hey, we've got a level. comment from uh, our friends, Warriors of Light. Uh, they are a industrial Christian metal band down awesome. in Florida. And I've, uh, I've heard of them. Um, one of the one of the bookers that I talked to uh, hit uh, hipped me to them and I looked them up. They're really good. They're they really they good. are intense. They are intense and they're trying good. to book in Florida. And that's one of the one of the bands he told me to check out. Yeah, yeah they, message if you got some venues down there, yeah, it to, was uh, them, Gold, uh, GFM, Gold Frankincense, Myrrh. Mm, yeah, three -piece. That's all three, yeah, female, all three piece, three piece metal Christian band. Yeah. yeah, no, those are those are awesome bands in Florida, and 
we can't wait to get back down. Well, to get down to Florida. Yep. That's right. Florida is like a haven for not just metal, but Christian metal as well. Um, yeah. A lot right. of the bands that I've worked with come out of Florida. I don't, I don't know what's going on there. Oh, hey, hey, Warriors of Light, they say we got to team up for sure. All the glory to God. So I'll, I'll right. hit you up. Yeah. Yes. I'll, yeah. I'll hit you up on Facebook Absolutely. or whatever, whatever it is. Just comment and I'll find it, man. That's what I, that's, that's what I mainly do. I do the social networking and booking and they, they help as much as they can, but he's got three kids and you know, he, he's going to have some. (laughs) (laughs) Not yet. Not only that. That that is not an announcement. My wife probably freak out. (laughs) It can't be no worse than mine. When mom found out, she was like, where are we going to put it? <laughs> I'm like, it's not an it, babe. It, it's a baby. <laughs> so, so I do just need to clarify for everybody that's not a formal announcement that there's no. a baby on the way. No, 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 not at all. No, 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 no. We just love scaring him. <laughs> how how would you guys describe your music? Go, Matt. <laughs> Progressive. Uh, all right. So it started out, it was just me and Thad. And we had previous music uh, bands before this. My Revengeance. And, no, he wasn't in My Revengeance. That's when we went different ways and then came back. Yeah. Um, And then we got back together and he's like, hey, man, I want to write some music. I'm like, really? Okay. So we wrote music and he's like, I want it to be something that we've never done before. And then... You know, there were a few bands that we had listened to. We were trying to decide on tunings and whatnot. And he's like, I really want you to just go all out. And then I went all out. And he's like, wait, we got to go back. Yeah, got to rein that in just a little bit. You got to like slow that down. <laughs> um, I want the progressive. I want the soul. I want the rhythms. But we got to make it catchy and we got to make it, you know, relatable. So we got together. We started doing all that. The progressiveness with all the music. We wanted to go as heavy as we could but not so much heavy that it would have been a turnoff to a lot of, <clears throat> we wanted our demographic to be variable. We wanted yeah, to have yeah. as much range as we could. So if we went to a church, all our songs can be played acoustically. If we went to like a festival or Blue Ridge Rock Fest, Metal in the Mountains, you know, any, any festival and you judge the way the crowd is, you could pretty much twist and turn whatever that style is on a dime. You know, he's like, Hey, you know, dull down the screams a little bit, kind of harmonize with me a little bit yep. for a softer crowd or go heavy, real heavy, yep. like real heavy, you know, and yep. just let him take some of the lead on. And, and I'll, yeah. I'll back off. Some. Utility. Yes. yes. Utility. Very much. Yeah. So very um, much. we we push hard to have a sound that we think is unique, uh, but still. And I hate to use a word that's like this, but a marketable sound um, that that reaches a broad audience. So, I mean, you're, you're well, going to hear dubstep. Marketable, no yeah. one wants to hear it. That's right. Um, but you're going to hear dubstep and some stuff. You're going to hear some electronic uh, some piano, some piano. Um, <clears throat> I play accordion uh, in a couple of the songs that we have coming out. There's some bass um, solos some in bass there. Solos there's and a lot there's of stuff. never enough actual um, spotlight on how good bass players can be. And you can hear it in the mix. You can hear it in all sorts of stuff. Like obviously, if you see a progressive rock, progressive metal band like you know uh, Rush, Dream Theater, yes, yes, any of those, you're like that bass player is awesome. But they put so yeah. much emphasis and spotlight on that guy that it has to be known. And if you don't do that with metal in certain aspects, 
he's he's just the meat he's the backbone he's like mm-hmm. i'm just holding it together and no one knows i'm here and i don't want it to always seem that way well um as far as genre um you know progressive uh definitely heavy uh gent uh rhythms we use the gent rhythms a lot um and uh, uh if you can name some subgenre in metal there's a good chance that something exists in one of our songs that is going to gives it a lean that way just don't I really call li- it new metal. Yeah, just don't call it new metal. <laughs> I really like the range that you have in your music, and I like the fact that you go back and forth between distorted vocals and clean vocals. That you know, it kind of gives a a break to it, and there's a place for both of them. And mm-hmm. a lot of times, when you lean on something too much, it just becomes it it loses its effect. And I, I've noticed yeah. that a yep. lot of times with distorted vocals is that sometimes it just you know gets. Uh, you lose it. Hey, and we've got suffering gift um, weighing in as well. They say same as us. We we get it on playing so that all can listen. Yeah, you know, yep. it's, I, I really wouldn't say marketable. I say it's so that you can reach out, yeah, and hit yep. all those yep. different areas uh, right. w- with with your music and do that. You mentioned that you incorporate elements of gent in your music, and I I, I love it. I love gent. Can you describe for our listeners who may not know what that is? What what gent uh, is? Um, yeah, it's a, it's more of a syncopated type, uh, syncopation. Yeah. Syncopated you, uh, type. I guess the terms almost like choppy, but driving. Yeah. More yeah. chugs. Um, we're, we're not using a gent stick. We use the whole guitar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause that's, there is a such right. thing as a gent stick. It's just a pickup and input and one giant long stick with one string. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah, it is ridiculous yeah. how much you can do with just one string, but gents mainly, um, you can, you know, the chugging patterns are like, you know, and you have that rhythmic, you know, something you can bounce your head to that stays within that nice rhythm. But if you throw melodic, you know, guitar harmonies and leads on top of that, you yeah. know, you, you, you know, you actually accentuate the actual gent well, rhythm. Gent, it so gent is spelled D-J-E-N-T. Yeah, so it's like D-Gent. Um, so if no. my, my general <laughs> thought is, if you, yeah, if you try to pronounce the D, you'd get a gent rhythm, right? We need like one of those little sensor bars. Like Have you guys thought about doing... That's okay. Have you guys thought about doing stand-up comedy too i mean you guys are just yes. absolutely hilarious <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's what the ladies at work yep. say but then i try to make a real joke and they say stick to music yeah <laughs> <laughs> situationally yes comedy. Uh, if it's real it's funny if you try to be funny it's not funny <laughs> i know how that feels i What's like it? telling stories yeah. um especially when uh when i share the pulpit at church um I like telling stories and, and I definitely use and utilize humor um, kind of the same way I utilize music to get under people's skin. So people don't um, fall asleep. So people don't fall asleep, <laughs> but also, asleep also because it catches you unaware, right? You start, you start all of a sudden, everything's funny and everything's, everything's lighthearted. And then by the way, we're going to talk about something serious and just kind of slam <laughs> yeah, that point home yeah. and everybody's like, Oh, yeah. Oh, that was I was, that was deep. <laughs> yeah. I was told um, by a comedian that if you have to explain the joke, it's not funny. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> hey, we're going to come back in just a moment and uh, check out some of your music. First of all, though, we got to take a quick commercial break and we will be right back. 
The first song that I'd like to listen to and for you to explain to us a little bit is one that you just released. It's called Chasing Nightmares. What's this oh, song I about? Love this one. <laughs> yes. I love this one. Oh, this so, is the most progressive uh, one we've got so, now. Uh, Ian, run us through the story, man. You yeah. haven't gotten to talk much. Yeah, so, talk, so what's the Yo, story? You mainly wrote it. <laughs> he said, I'll play bass. I'll play bass. I don't know. I feel like you would actually do it more. What is your What is your take on it? What does it mean to you? I mean, you know, you're, you're these nightmares. Um, you know, you have all these things in your life that are pulling you down and weighting you down, and you're you're told to do this or do that, and then you kind of look around and you're like, is this is this really, you know, what I need to be doing? Is this good for me? Bad for me? And you're constantly chasing these things that could potentially be detrimental to you in your walk with Christ. And I mean, to me, that's, I mean, I could go on and on, but to me, that's yeah. more the meat. That's, yeah. yeah, that's, that's so uh, chasing nightmares um, goes two ways. And that's uh, it, it's intentional um, that chasing can be in both me going after it and it coming after yep. me. Oh, um, wow. Okay. So when you, yeah. when you look at chasing nightmares, the song starts, um, it goes through, um, talking about our daily life and the things that we we're chasing after in life. Um, and the idea and the chorus um, comes in with sometimes these dreams, they turn into nightmares. Um, you know, sometimes the things that we're going after um, that we think we're supposed to be doing or we think we're supposed to be following, maybe even with the best of intentions, sometimes they turn out to be not so good. And um, so uh, as as somebody that as if, when I was a kid, I used to have several reoccurring nightmares that used to used to hit me. So so a lot of this song um, comes from just some inspiration there um, that uh, from a from a very top level that people that maybe had nightmares uh, are going to recognize some imagery from. Um, and then the rest of the song goes back into the, the nightmare that's chasing me mm. um, and the idea that, uh, you know, the sometimes when we wake up, immediately these things are gone or sometimes uh, i don't uh, know man yeah sometimes they work sometimes they, still at work sometimes they stick with us. <laughs> uh that's right um so you ever go back to sleep to finish the nightmare oh yeah yes. yeah you ever go, you're like back man to- no that ain't how this ends you know <laughs> oh. when i go to back to sleep it's like yeah. oh, no it didn't come back yeah <laughs> so um from a from a deep level is sometimes that uh you know these things come back to haunt us um, and then sometimes the song, these man. are things that we chase after. Um, so the song starts with uh, somebody being chased through the woods. It's actually um, being chased and it's, through the woods. it's Matt running. Is it really? Really still, <laughs> really was, still running in a vocal booth. booth. Uh, in the sound booth. Uh, sound right down here in the next, basement. Right and, next um, to, to this he, uh, he was running in place <laughs> to get this sound. So. <laughs> well, here we go with Chasing Nightmares with a running performance by Matt. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we can headbang to it. Here we go. Take we're all gonna we're all gonna headbang right now, and here we go.
I lost myself in that. I, I just, it's like, oh, wow. This, I mean, I was just in another zone. That is just unreal. And it just goes to show, I have so many people say sometimes that, oh, well, I've never heard them on the radio, never heard of stuff like that. And this is an example of the stuff you hear on the radio is what the machine wants you to hear. Yeah. It's not really that great. It's what they're pushing and think you need to hear because they don't think you're smart enough. This is intelligent. <laughs> yeah. No, really, yeah. that's really yeah. what it yeah, comes down right. to. Yeah, the average yeah. Um, average pop song is written between fourth and eighth grade level as far as reading is concerned. Yeah. That's something when yeah. we start writing music, we throw out the window. Uh, <laughs> as, far as, as far as the machine, I think the machine still wants you to listen to Leonard Skinner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm that's... not going to play Freebird. <laughs> that's a running joke. Well, yeah, it's a running joke. Freebird. Yeah. Freebird. Yeah. Free yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that is not no no hey we got some comments on this that i want to read so that those that watch and listen on the replay uh i think you've got some new supporters now and, and uh, new fans warriors of light i mean you know these guys are awesome and they say whoa this crushes brothers i mean that's yeah. a, that's a huge compliment appreciate from them yeah, thank appreciate you appreciate that yeah we also have Stephen Jones, almost a Breaking Benjamin feel, but by no means does it lack originality. I'm impressed, guys. Quality for sure. I mean, that yeah, is just, thank you. Thank you. just thank you. really. And then we got Suffering Gift. They say that's tight. I mean, uh, that sounds like more your yep. generation. Yep. I like the cut, G. No, 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 no. In that song, you just went all over the place. I mean, the clean vocals are so clean. They just kind of float. And then the, the distorted vocals, those are awesome distorted vocals, uh, the way that they're done and the way that it goes back and forth. You go, you know, the rhythms, the change-ups, everything like that. I, I just got totally lost in that song. I had listened... <laughs> to I'm a so portion hyped. of it yeah i had listened to a <laughs> i listened to a portion of it the other night i was like oh yeah this is this is awesome we got to put but i didn't listen to the whole thing and i'm glad i didn't because it just surprised me and i'm like whoa this is, this is <laughs> <laughs> oh it's time, it's, it's time to go back on it's time to go back on air yeah. <laughs> we're getting we're getting youtube reactions <laughs> like, like with that one dude that read uh, reacts to aviana <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh, me. there's another song that I'd like to talk about and feature, and I'm really interested in what the catalyst for this song uh, was and what inspired you to write it. You are my everything. <laughs> yeah, we're all looking yeah, at that. Yeah, everybody's looking at me again. Okay. Um, <laughs> he lets me have like one song. Yeah, I let me have one song on the album and I name it after the after him so it doesn't feel bad. Corbin was on the first one. So um, our first EP that we released um, several years ago was called Sometimes When You Win, You Lose. And um, it runs the gambit for basically all of our musical stylings. Um, what we tried to do is put something out that when we played shows um, at, at smaller venues, at churches, um, uh, that they could hear a, a complete range of sound from as soft as we go to as heavy as we go. <laughs> sound like Boston. And, um, soft. Soft. <laughs> as soft. I'm I don't sorry. know where my accent is from. Apparently somewhere in the Midwest. Um, but I'm from, I'm from Virginia. I don't know. Anyway, so uh, You Are My Everything was a song that I put together and wrote in probably the course of about 20 minutes. Um, I had been struggling with several things uh, going on in life um, during uh, the, the early part of that album and recording um, 
and putting these songs together, uh, my mom had been diagnosed with cancer. Um, and mm. actually the week we released our CD, um, she, uh, we had a single hit the radio treading water single off that. And, uh, she passed away the following week. And, uh, so she got to hear us have radio play and, uh, and that was pretty awesome. Uh, you know, that's, that's good things that she had, both my parents were in church music. So, um, okay. I was exposed to a lot of different musical styles growing up, um, and a lot of different options for Christian and secular music that, uh, that my parents exposed me to. Um, so she was a classically trained musician and she, uh, she, went to Baylor. She played the harp. She played okay. uh, piano and organ. So uh, lots of classical music, a lot of, a lot of range that she, she exposed me to early on. So you are my everything is the idea. Um, I mean, it's uh, the, the title is everything pun intended. Yeah. Dad joke. yeah that was much. a dad joke. Um, <laughs> that's why I had to explain it. Yeah. I had to explain it. I can't wait to tell um, my dad. <laughs> don't rush these things, man. I don't want to get that old yet. You so, mean, uh, you are, you are my everything. The, um, there's a couple lines in there that really, uh, really just kind of resonate with me. And the second verse starts, uh, word blender, fix these broken bones, uh, and restore a vigor to my heart. And, um, a lot of the things that were going on in my life at that time, um, you know, I, I've been a believer for so long and, uh, I, I've I've followed and I've done the best I can. And at some point we we come to come to a time where we realize that we've done all this and we're just spinning our wheels. Um, you know, one of the lines in the chorus is I've turned so aimlessly, um, you know, and and proclaiming the name of Christ uh, in a especially a, a bar or a heavy metal situation. You know, they, my Jesus, I am ready. Um, you know, the idea that uh, I'm I'm ready to lean into the fact that God, you are everything to me. Um, you know, you, you're my, you're my morning, you're my waking, you're my sleeping and everything in between. So as we deal with all these things going on, um, you know, God, you are my everything. Um, another lyric that, that, uh, really sticks in my head is, uh, I'm on my knees bathing in mercy. You know, mm. so often as, uh, so often as Christians, we, we beg mercy or we beg yeah. forgiveness. Um, but the idea that I'm bathing in mercy, um, you know, I'm on my knees and I'm, I'm giving, I'm giving my everything to you, but, but God, you are, you are filling me back up and you are washing me clean and you are, you are renewing me. Uh, so that's, that's kind of the, uh, the overall whole arc of the song. But again, it was, it was one of those songs where you just sit down and, um, you know, simple four chord song, uh, has it's a, has a really crazy riff in the beginning that, uh, is something we had, um, that we were playing as an intro at the time. And uh, we put that in there as the uh, as to throw you off, like I do with my comedy. I like to yeah. like come in there really heavy, and then all of a sudden it's like, wait, that's an acoustic guitar. What's that? Um, so we we threw in the syncopation and stuff on the second verse. Um, that it, it so it it's about as far into the worship genre as we have on a recording. Um, so we play this one as a worship song um, in church. Some we've played this. Mm. Um, you know, in some of our other settings and, and have some different versions of it that we play both heavier and softer. See so what you're doing. It. See what you're doing. You're making, <laughs> making him sleep. Play the song. Probably All there. right. This is You Are My oh. Everything. Corbin. Yes, by a vessel of yeah. honor. Here we go.
Absolutely beautiful, beautiful song. That really shows your versatility. Um, Thank you. And it's hard Thank to believe you. that that was written in 20 minutes. That is that is the most profound. <laughs> <20 minute. laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, man, the hundreds of times we played it in practice and played it out live, I get cold chills still. Yeah. Every time playing yeah. Song. yeah. The lead vocals on that. Oh, we've got a comment from Warriors of Light. Another one. Epic. Epic. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I gotta get I gotta get up with those guys later. Yeah, <laughs> get up with uh, with and if you need me to help you get up with them, I will I will help you do that. So yes, awesome. yeah, we'll, we'll we'll make that happen. Yeah, listening to that song, I, I listened to that one last night, some too, and the other night as well. And when I listen to the lead vocals on that, it kind of takes me back to like the eighties. Uh, Blue Oyster Cult with Buck Dharma and his vocals, yeah. how they just kind of floated. <laughs> yeah. And I was yep. always mesmerized by those vocals. Um, some of their songs just really disturbed me and still disturb me. Um, <laughs> Uh, and I think I think yeah. I know why um, the spirit just does not agree with it. But yeah, some yeah. of them, I'm like, whoa, that is just so well put together. And Buck Dharma's voice, I'm like, man. And I just could never figure out what a shooting shark was. And that was one of the worst music videos ever made. <laughs> <laughs> I have to do this because I know Jermaine from Tricord, the band in Georgia, is going to be watching. And he yeah. waits for this during every edition. Um, this is his bud. We have in our studio, Mac the metal dog 
Yes. <laughs> we just let the dogs out. Yeah. And what you guys do is totally Mac the Metal Dog approved because he sits in here when I listen to the music and listens to it as well as we preview <laughs> and prepare for each edition. So it is totally Mac the Metal Dog approved. If you want that as a graphic for your next album saying that this is Mac the Metal Dog approved on the back. I'll send you the graphics. So, yes, um, yes, I will do that. That's it. You, know, uh, you mentioned he was in Georgia, right? Yes, uh, Jermaine is in Tricord. Uh, they are in Georgia, and he's he he messaged me, and they are going to be watching on the replay. So, you have another oh, band that's going to be checking you out as well. Yeah. And we'll be in uh, we have Georgia. A show. Yeah, we've got a yeah. show in Savannah um, on May seventh. May seventh. Yeah, on yeah. May seventh. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Okay. We'll be down there. Nice. With, uh, right, right Lane Productions uh, in James Lane. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yep. That's awesome to hear that you've got some shows that are uh, coming oh, yeah. up for you guys. Where else are you going to be in the next couple months? Um. Well, Tennessee. Yeah. All right. So um, April 2nd, we're going to yeah. be in Clarksville, Tennessee. Uh, we're going to be April 30th. We're also going to go back to Tennessee at Chattanooga. Uh, and then May 7th at Georgia. And I'm trying to lock down some. A show, a show in Florida. I'm trying to lock down a show in New York, and I'm trying to lock down another show in Illinois. Mm-hmm. Yep, and, right outside of Chicago. Uh, one more in Maryland, and one more in DC. Yep. Um, and possibly South Carolina. Yep. Be on the yep. look out for South Carolina. We've got a pretty good connection down there, and we've played several spots around. There. And so my wife just said, awesome. "Who's that?" Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys are, uh, and that's what I like about and really enjoy about doing this live stream is it builds community. Uh, yeah, you okay, know, great. I love that. this is how we all find each other. And Stephen Jones, uh, he's man, he was on a couple of weeks ago with Suffering Gift. What? awesome profound things he was saying as well uh they're they're really awesome and yeah his wife said what's that i mean if the wife likes it it's it's gotta be it's gotta be good (laughs) so where is suffering gift stationed out of they're in charleston south carolina Oh, oh, sure. oh yes. Yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, Sean is uh, a big help, as you know. Here in Charleston, we do get Revelation Rock Fest. Unfortunately, our stage yeah. is full right now for this yeah, year. Yeah, right. But yeah. with the re- response that I'm getting from Braden and Laura, they are um, mentors with me on Rock Fest, and I'm thinking we need to get you guys to Charleston for Rock Fest in 2023. Oh, we're down. I, I think we, I think we need to do that. Yep, ab- yep. absolutely. Uh, suffering oh, okay. gift here, uh, body swaying, gentle. Uh, 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 let me see what he said here. We've got a body swaying, gentle head bob, hands risen, my heart's exposed. Lauren, clean my heart from what I endure from this world. Thank you for giving me hope. That's what touched my heart. Listening to the riff. Awesome. Oh, yeah, man, so people are being touched by your music tonight, yeah, that's guys. Good. That's good. Be be encouraged. Be encouraged with what you're doing. Uh, it's it's so awesome, and I know it's difficult. And I wanted to ask you that question because you know you guys are doing a work for the Lord. You're do, you're out there for the gospel, shining the light of the of the Lord. What are some difficulties that besides the headphones? What are some difficulties? Uh, he, needs, he needs a drink of water. Ah, yeah. uh, what are some difficulties you guys have had in getting forward? motion in what you're doing uh and uh, how has god helped you through those okay so go I, ahead. I, I mean i think i think the main thing is life circumstances um you know thad explained earlier that his mother died 
Um, Matt's had some some personal things throughout the, you know the past three or four years. Um, I've changed a uh, couple jobs growing through um, you know my early twenties, so that's that's difficult to schedule. Um, I got married. I re-enrolled in uh, college, yeah. so I would say and got um, a degree. Just the, yes, I, I now have yeah. a degree. Yeah, yep. and um, got got to give credit credits too. I would say um, you know just scheduling in life in general. Uh, seems to throw a curveball everywhere we turn, um, mm. and uh, I, I think that's that's the devil working against us. But mm-hmm. we just had decided we're not going to quit. Yeah, you know that's right. Yeah, um, you know booking has been a challenge for <laughs> us. Uh, I'm not even in charge of that, and I understand yeah. uh, how hard that's been. Um, you know, uh, we the drummers have been a challenge. We've been through several drummers. Um, and uh corbin corbin through all those different drummers learning our music over and over uh like came down one day and played some of the music and we so were, let we me were break that awesome. down a little yeah. bit so uh that... break that down a little bit all right so at at the early stages of corbin's um you know music learning and what he wanted to le- learn listen to learn whatever and i'm gonna throw some band names out you know just for reference uh he would listen to like Anna's okay, Slipknot, Chevelle, all these other type of bands and um, Lincoln Park, stuff like that. And he was like, I want to know what's going on. I want to know what's do- you know happening. Cause he would come, he would go to his room and he has a drum set in his room or he did at that time. Um, and he would play and he would learn all by ear, all by feel. And then, he started getting a little too fast on one foot and then we bought him a double bass pedal. And then he started just immediately hooking it up. He knew exactly what he was doing. So when he started doing that, he was like, all I hear is you play downstairs. I want to come downstairs. I want to hear what you're doing. And I'm like, all right. So he comes down, he hangs out, he listens, he stays quiet. He doesn't interrupt. It's very well mannered. And then he listens to all of the problems that he's seeing that I am doing and that that is doing, and before Ian even got into the band, what other bass player we may have had at that point, and he's like, what I see the most is that you guys are having problems with a drummer. You're mm-hmm. having problems with mm-hmm. a drummer either being able to copy the material or or keep mm-hmm. up on the on on the footwork. Uh, and he was like, can I play it? And I'm like, sure, just go ahead, but don't do it during practice. And he's yeah. like, all right. Well, he would practice a couple months later. He had the whole album done. So he he was like, hey, can I try out? And I'm like, well, son, you're a little too young. At this point, you're like six years old. <laughs> yep. There's no yep. way yep. at six. There's no way. And he's doing all of this at that time. And there's no way at six he was going to be able to get into anywhere other than a church. Yeah. Um, so I was like, keep playing. Keep constantly practicing. You know, I'll have you come in. You'll record a little with us or whatever. And uh, we would, you know, buy new equipment for him to try to get better and faster. I would try to show him as many different dynamic techniques as possible, you know. um, And he'd learn as much as he could because he's just now getting to the point where in middle school he's going to start marching band and he's going to start doing drum line. And he's going to, he already knows half note, whole note, quarter note, 16, 32, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and he knows the, uh, the, the measures and sequences and stuff like that, which me and him always count differently. Yep. He counts to the book. I, I count to the sequence. So okay. yep. because with progressiveness, 
Um, he looks at like something as a four oh, yeah. four. Oh yeah. I'm like, so, no, that's that's like all right, you're doing it in four four. I'm gonna do it that like eight times. Yeah, he okay. said he said, I wanna play the riff eight times. And I'm like, play no, the riff that's, eight times. that's 24 measures, yeah. man. You gotta so, so I was like, you know what? Just let me hear a click and yeah. don't make it an offset fourth click, just make it constant one click and we'll figure it out. And it worked that way. And once he got to that point, he was like, what, nine last yeah. two years ago? Yeah. And really he was playing. like just getting ready to turn 10 uh, last year. And we were like, all right, I'll tell you what, we'll let you play two shows. We'll see how it goes. But before we do that, we got to let you practice. <laughs> and um, he was like, all right, all right, my biggest concern, and this is what broke my heart. He said, my biggest concern is I don't want to let anyone down. Oh, wow. And I'm like, son, you just play to your heart's content. <laughs> and none of these guys are going to sit there and be like, you're right. just, you suck. No, he ain't going to do that. They were, yeah. they were really very good constructive criticism. Yeah. They, they did it as if they were talking to an adult, yep. wow. not a kid. That's right. So, and he, he hangs in he there. He took man. it He's, and he ran. Oh, and he, man. And, and he, he, I've played with a lot of drummers mm -hmm. in a lot of different mm -hmm. places and, this kid's nuts. Um, wow. If my none of us is, ever make it, that kid's going somewhere. Yeah, my thing is, is if he's this good now at 10, at 11, yeah. Yeah. right? I, can't, I yeah. keep saying 11 now. But this amp goes to 11. <laughs> 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 Why not just make 10? No. no. <laughs> um, so if he keeps going at the rate he's going, yeah. I want to see what he turns out in like five more years. Yeah, I'm already growing awesome a mustache. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud of that. I'm so proud. It so is a yeah, season of acceleration. Yeah. <laughs> Corbin, I, I have to say hats off to you. Uh, I am just so impressed with the giftings that God has put in you. Uh, your dad was just sharing with me how, you know, while you were getting a glass of water, how you came into the band and how you saw the need for a drummer. Just the perception there. That That's a gifting to see that, to be able to troubleshoot like that. And, uh, I just want to, you know, I, I just believe that God's going to use you mightily, even more mightily than you think right now. And I think, I, th I believe that for, for all of you and in, in what you're doing, what's, how can our viewers and our listeners help support what you're doing? Oh man. Um, Request us to come and play yeah. in your hometown and we will. Yep. Yes. That is um, our main focus. We want to come and play and show you exactly what our message is. is just we want to come and just make a positive impact. Yep. And, um, you know, they can if they're hearing us here and they'd like to hear us in their church, they'd like us to uh, do any kind of program. Um, you know, we we do everything from one off concerts to weekends to, to whatever is needed at the, yeah. at the church. Or as long as it's ahead of time. Lead yeah. some study. Uh, yeah. Leads, yeah. Lead Bible studies. Give us like what, two weeks. Yeah. Two yeah. weeks. Two weeks notice we can make something work. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's <laughs> like a job, right? So, yeah. Um, you know, the, the, um, they, of course they can buy our music. That's awesome. Um, but they can share it. Um, that goes a lot further. Um, and, you know, we've got some T-shirts out there in the world for sale. Um, we got two more designs, two coming, more designs so. coming. So we've got some merch. Oh, yeah. um, that's always nice. good. Um, yeah, we got you know, merch. money, we money. We accept <laughs> PayPal. Uh, <laughs> no, um, absolutely. You know, absolutely. It, it, the, um, that is the most gas is going up. This job and, uh, is talking about yeah, money. It is. It money, is. money, money. It's, uh, you know, it's difficult yeah. to go that route. But yeah, that's a need. Um, <laughs> we have to. 
the yeah you got to uh but no the biggest way they can support us um you know in a lot of the areas that we play uh we love to connect with a church in an area that we're playing in oh yeah um and so so if you guys are out there and you're in some of these cities where we're talking about going or you you want to hear us in your city we don't just need that connection to a, a venue we'd like to make a connection to a church because that way when we're working with a church in an area and they can get a few people to come out to the show when people start wanting to um, when people start wanting to respond or people start wanting to know what yes. kind of church would support this kind of ministry, um, we can connect them with somebody right there on spot. Um, so that, that level of support is huge. Uh, we always look for places to stay. Um, so when we're coming through an area or when we're having to stay in somewhere, um, that's another way that, uh, we love to connect with a church awesome. and uh, spread out and stay with some church. Our folks main focus at the point of booking. <laughs> yeah, our main, our main focus at the point of booking was to do weekend shows until we can get enough uh, enough of resources to where we could do touring. But the way we were trying to set it up is Friday night venue show, Saturday night venue show, Saturday morning church service, Sunday morning, or Sunday morning. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, Sunday morning church service. Yeah. And I'd say the easiest way to support us is just pray for us, pray for the yeah. hearts that we haven't even met. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I truly believe in that. You know, if we, if it's just one person that, that, that makes it all worth it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. What, what you're all doing just completely resonates in me and I will get you in touch with Laura and Braden. I'll probably get the email out to you tomorrow uh, where you can all link up through that and do that. And then uh, we're going to start talking about 2023 for you at uh, Rockfest here in Charleston. Awesome. Uh, everything, everything that you do totally resonates. Everything that you're talking about tonight and you guys are absolutely hilarious. I have <laughs> we've known each other a long time. Um, I'll tell you a story about yeah. this. Like, oh, do tell, do years. tell. Sorry. All right, so I, I was having a rough, rough time with uh, religion in general because uh, my family just didn't go to church. My grandparents did. Um, you got it? All right, my grandparents went to church, but I didn't really get to see my grandparents as much as I would like to. And you know, I was like, I need to get more involved with this. I need to uh, figure out a way to get more involved with this. And it was high school. And during all of middle school, all I did was take my guitar to school with me everywhere I went. Even um, in the yearbook? Yeah. 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 So like the high school yearbook, I'm not in it. My guitar is in it. Um, uh, my name's there and my guitar's right above it. And I'm just not in it at all um i don't know if it was just because i didn't pay the dues or what I, I remember, <laughs> it was a blur all i remember is just math I graduated right math science and and guitar playing that's all um but they had this thing it was called prayer at the flagpole yeah see you at the pole see you at the pole yeah. and i had an acoustic and that's all they would allow me to bring for my um my freshman year because they were like dude no you can't bring an electric you got to bring an amp i was like dude i got a little pocket amp i mean i've been fine but um, they would let me bring an acoustic, so I had to lug this gigantic, you know, block of wood around with strings on it. <laughs> um, wasn't really an acoustic type player yeah. because I would play lead on acoustic while this guy used a capo for the rest of his life. Yep. Um, I love funky tunings and, I'm not and weird a, half capos. Yeah. I'm and not all a capo stuff. guy. Very soiled. Billy like, Foot. If you've yeah. ever heard Billy Foot, he, he yeah, plays like yeah. a nine nine different capos so on his guitar. So we're at the flagpole and we're all getting ready to play, and he's tuning up, and obviously he takes the lead. Um, he's like, I got I got a song for all of us to play, and I'm like, all right, cool. But then he breaks a string. Yep. And then 
this you know manly guy right here is like, oh, it's before nothing. my dad I'm bod grew in. Wrap my hand around this string and just pull it out. Yeah, it's right a good out. idea. You know, no, he sliced his hand oh, all yeah. the way. And I was like, here, you can just play my guitar, man. Yeah. Oh, so I'm. Oh, so once you bled on somebody's guitar, yeah. you're friends. That's it. That's the rules. <laughs> um, they can't get rid of me now. Yeah. So uh, we became fast friends, and uh, we actually worked with a band at that church um, that, and we got, got involved together. Um, and, and then you got to tell. A story and then about him. so um, <laughs> around that same time, a little bit before this cat had been born. This cat. Um, and uh, my parents, like I said, were youth, uh, were uh, music ministers. And at the time, um, my, my dad led the choir. My mom played piano and organ. And uh, his parents sung in the choir. Well, so what would happen is I'm a teenager, right? And I have to be at choir because my parents are both there. And uh, I'm a, and this guy is a, is a baby. So he has to be there because they're not going to leave him at home. <laughs> So I babysit this dude for like four or five years. <laughs> and, uh, uh, so it's literally, yeah, so literally I mean, I've known him his whole life. And, uh, and we, we, we kind of went our separate ways for when he was in high school and I was, you know, growing up and whatever. For the emo started, years. Yeah. The emo years there, the, <laughs> the pop you. punk reliant K years. Um, story of the year, man. Come story on. of the year. Okay. Well, story of the year. Reliant K. <laughs> um, anyway, so I started hanging out with this dude and then, um, and then of course I've known, you know, Corbin this is the was, first, this was the first kid I ever held. Yeah. And today yeah. on my memory feed was in, him at Burger, at Burger King, King holding him holding, way out here. And I was holding him up here and he decides he's going to like throw himself over. So I'm here. I am in a Burger King crown, almost dropping him on my memory feed. So, first, so I, that's my practice kid. He was, he was like the <laughs> third or fourth person to ever hold him at the hospital yeah, yeah. Wow. so so we really are when you started saying earlier we're a, it's a family affair yeah uh, family. this is this is family right here like we're we're brothers and uncles and uh and cousins and whatever so oh i love it it's like i just want this brady butch moment to go away <laughs> instead, i play bass <laughs> 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 and just think it all started by bleeding on a guitar that's right yeah. that's right yeah transformers strangest <laughs> strangest thing <laughs> guys thank you so much for joining us this evening you can hang on we got to take one more pause for the cause here just hang on and when we go uh go off uh, we'll talk offline and and uh, continue a little bit but uh right. for those that have been watching us and uh, are listening to us until next time peace out and rock on the church in charleston south carolina is leaving the building on Saturday, May 14th, for a day of ministry through music at Get Revelation Rock Fest 2022. Headlining Get Revelation Rock Fest at the Hanahan Amphitheater is Warriors of Light. Other artists include Jenna Parr, The Last Trumpet, Ziggy, Armor of God, Filthy Rags, Red Calling, Xandria Cross, Nettie, Tricord, and Suffering Gift. More information and tickets can be found on Eventbrite or at lithoscry.com. That's L-I-T-H-O-S-C-R-Y.com. Come on out and join us to rock on and set captives free with the gospel. Lithoscry.com.